This is Mission Work Optional, sponsored by True Wealth and Company. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to secure your family's investment legacy, create a work optional lifestyle, accomplish all items on your bucket list, and ensure your money outlives you. This podcast will self-destruct in 30 minutes. And now, here's this week's mission with your host, Brian Sarf of True Wealth and Company. Welcome to Mission Work Optional. I'm Brian Sarf. We're here every Tuesday at 5 a.m., and we hope you are too. You can find the Mission Work Optional podcast on iTunes, Anchor.fm, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week is our monthly edition from the Grill Nation show, heard every Saturday from 4 to 5 on 980 KMBZ. I've got an interview this week with Dr. Troy Burns, my personal physician, and about his concierge doctoring service. So I hope you'll enjoy and get to know Dr. Burns and his practice. Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us on 980 AM. And if you're listening on iTunes, I appreciate it via podcast or at the website, GrillNationShow.com. Going to have a great show today. I hope you're having a great week. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show before we get to our our uh, contributing uh, guest today, guest co-host, and uh, the guest that he brought in. Title sponsors of the show are MoBank, BOK Financial, Trusts, and Two West Companies. Contributors to the Grill Nation show include the KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council, Port KC, and Brian Sarf with True Wealth and Company. He is joining me today as a guest host. He's an on-air contributor to the Grill Nation show. Brian, welcome to the show. I want to uh, have you introduce our guest. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to learn a lot today, and I, th- I think it's a first for Grill Nation. We have our first uh, doctor on the show. There so. you go. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be a lot gotta, of fun. We're going to learn a lot today. I'm glad to be here. Great uh, to see love you. To, to bring interesting guests on that we can introduce to the listening audience and talk about uh, you know, topics that are certainly on your mind. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about healthcare. We're going to talk about being a concierge doctor, which is my doctor, Dr. Troy Burns. I've been with Dr. Burns since 2001 and watched his practice evolve quite wonderfully. He's been ahead of the curve for a long time here in town. You probably heard his commercials if you listen to KMBZ, but he has a fantastic practice called Pro Partners Healthcare. Uh, they're really on the forefront of direct primary care service to individuals and to businesses. Dr. Burns has been a fixture here in Kansas City for a long time, and I just welcome you to the show, Dr. Burns. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Interested to uh, to get your and excited to get your you know the services that you provide, you know, the how you run your business and the benefits that you bring to the table for individuals that are looking for someone to provide direct family care for them and for their family. Yeah, I mean our practice is really a primary care family practice. Uh, it's it's the practice model and the way that it gets paid for that's really different that makes it frankly better in terms of access and, and quality of care. I, what I love about it is I, we were just talking before the show aired, you know, that I, I, you know, I had a sinus infection on a Saturday 
and normally you'd have to go into one of the minute clinics or you have to you have to tough it out till Monday morning and then maybe you get in to see the doctor maybe you don't on Monday but you know I was able to send you a text on Saturday night about 10 o'clock Sunday morning I wake up at you know 6 a.m there's a note hey your antibiotics and medicine's been called into CVS if you don't feel good by Wednesday come and see me in the office and my wife would just she said that's ridiculous that you have that service from your doctor and that's what I love about the the model that you have yeah, I mean, direct primary care is exactly what it sounds like, right? You have direct access 24-7 to your personal physician. And that certainly is not something that uh, is, is happening uh, everywhere else in healthcare. You know, we, we, have, uh, we, we always used to say that uh, we don't really have a health care crisis in the United States. We have a health insurance crisis, which I think is still true. Yes. Uh, but uh, at this point, we're starting to have a primary care pri- crisis in the sense that the access to your your primary physician who knows your history and, and knows what to do for you uh, is getting more and more difficult because the demands on those primary physicians are getting greater and greater. You know, they if there, if there are any that are still left in private practice in a traditional insurance-based model, uh, they have to see 25 patients plus per day just to keep the lights on. And uh, most of the time they end up saying this is too difficult and they sell to the hospitals and then they're employees of the hospital. And the hospitals, of course, tend to drive how busy they are. And then uh, you just don't have good access. You may wait mm-hmm. two or three weeks for an appointment or you end up seeing if you're lucky, one of the other physicians or one of the mid-level nurse practitioner, physician's assistant providers, or you end up at the urgent care clinic or somewhere else if you can get in. So you either get well on your own or you, you die, I guess, or you, or, <laughs> or you, or, fight it. Or you, you find yeah. someplace yeah. else to, to get into a doctor. And that that's exactly why people choose us to be their physician, because they're guaranteed 24-7 access same day appointments. They can call, text, email directly to their personal physician anytime they want to. So when when you made this transition, this was a this was a big decision for you. I remember you wrestled with it for a while because you're one of the first in town to make the jump. When you you, know, you first stopped taking health insurance across the board, which is ridiculous, right? Here's a doctor that doesn't take health insurance. Wow. Uh, and that's a that is a a complete paradigm shift. Because you always think I have to have health insurance to see a doctor. Well, not true. And I know the second part was how many of your clients would follow and stay with you when you made the transition. Mm-hmm. And so talk through that. Talk through that. Uh, what did you see mm-hmm. that was a void in the marketplace that you felt you could fill? And then talk about the decision moving to uh, direct primary care. I suppose the void is that there's a, there is a shortage of primary care providers and just, you know, that's the reason why they end up being such high volume uh, you know, never have time for you. You know, you wait three weeks for a, a an appointment. You wait an hour in the waiting room for five minutes with the doctor, and and uh, you know feel rushed the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the you know it's the lack of satisfaction with care and with access that had really spurred the whole direct primary care industry. And frankly, in the old days of medicine, right? Old Doc Brown, you know, you'd pay him a chicken and he'd deliver your baby. You know, that's (laughs) how it was. And and, uh, in a lot of ways, direct primary care is a reiteration of that concept where by putting a third party middleman of insurance companies in between the patient and the primary care physician, the estimates are that it adds an extra 30 to 40 cents on every dollar that's paid for primary care services 
goes into that relationship between the physician and the insurance company, right? The, the physician practices have to have overhead in order to go chase the dollars from the insurance companies and get the insurance companies to pay. Yes. And the insurance companies have overhead to try to keep the doctors from getting paid in a timely manner and play the float to some degree. And then they, of course, want to make a profit mar- margin. And so if you carve out all of that expense, the cost of primary care services drops dramatically. And if you pay me directly and I take care of you, my, the volume of patients I need to see and my overhead, overhead to, to go chase the insurance reimbursement, as well as the overhead required just because of the volume of care and the, the way that things need to be documented in order to justify to the insurance that you so, get paid, all of that goes away. So let me say, let me, so you have a, you have a doctor who's less stressed, who has less pressure on overhead to meet numbers. They have to see fewer patients to, to break even, to make a profit, if you will, as a business. And you get faster care, and you're going to get phenomenal advice. And to me, it seems like that's a no-brainer model that, that you would want to have for that, that primary care marketplace because we all know what we complain about going to the doctor. And it's what you said earlier. I, gotta, I show up early. I wait 45 minutes late past my appointment. I get four minutes with the doctor, and I get 10 minutes with a nurse practitioner, and I'm out of there. And I can only deal with one issue at a time. And if I bring up a second issue, I got to set another appointment <laughs> to come right. back. That's I right. can't do another one. Yeah, but, yeah we got, we're going to go to break here. Uh, I really appreciate uh, Dr. Troy Burns joining us and uh, Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company. We'll be right back on the Grill Nation show. Are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. 24 karat magic in the Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM. And I appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes via podcast and on our website, grillnationshow.com, where you can find all of our partners and supporters as well as all of our shows and photos of each and one of our guests each and every week. We appreciate you going to the website at grillnationshow.com. We also appreciate you checking out Dr. Troy Burns at propartnershealthcare.com, uh, who's joining us today alongside Brian Sarf, who is with a True Wealth and Company, a great company here in Kansas City. Their website is retirewithtrue.com. Brian, uh, we want to focus on uh, doctors, a background, experience, education, how he got to be a doctor in this segment. So I want to let you lead it off here. So Dr. Burns, who was it in your life or what, what happened in your life that motivated you to, to be a doctor 
in the medical field to really serve and take care of your patients? What was it that gave you that push? That's a good question. I, I'm not sure I can isolate it down to one specific thing, but I, you know, I was uh, I was a good student and uh, found it pretty easy to uh, memorize material and, and get the information <laughs> in my brain. And probably the best decision I I made as a as a teenager was to listen to my father, who said studying jazz trombone and being a musician was probably not uh, a good way to uh, support your family and ensure that you'd be able to take care of yourself. So he said, go get an education and then do whatever you want. And so I was one of those who at the the time growing up in St. Louis, it was early on in the process of UMKC's six-year medical program. And so as a junior in high school, I was applying to medical school and uh, lo and behold, I got in. And so, uh, you know, then, then the, uh, the question, you know now what? yeah, yeah at, th- at that <laughs> so then point, you're in St. Louis I'm and coming to Kansas city. That's exactly right. <laughs> I've been here ever since. So that was, uh, 1980 that I, uh, I started medical school and, uh, you know, once you're in medical school, you, you, you say, well, I guess I should just not flunk out. And uh, <laughs> so obviously I enjoyed the material and you, you do have to, as I always tell my son and mention to you guys, you know, you, you don't have to be that brilliant to be a physician. You just have to have an iron backside and sit there and study and study and study. And so you do have to have, uh, you have to be interested in the material and interested in helping people ultimately. But being out in practice is frankly much more rewarding than the education process, at least for me. My son's in medical school and he's much more of a student than I am. I think he's one of these competitive learners who has to know everything there is to know about a particular subject. Whereas I, as a, as a generalist, right, as a primary care physician, I want to know a little bit about everything Mm -hmm. and be able to connect the dots for people and help. And, you know, frankly, the most enjoyable part of my job and the part that's the most challenging is communicating with patients and educating them and uh, influencing their lifestyle choices. You know, that kind of thing is, is much more challenging and rewarding to me than just making a medical diagnosis, which, you know, I think is being pretty straightforward. How many years does it take? Just a a basic question here for your son to go through med school residency to actually become a doctor. Yeah, That's a question that I think a lot of people... Because you mentioned the six-year program at UMKC, that yeah, was pretty right. pretty unique, I think, yes. back then. Yeah, when yes, it came about, ab- absolutely. Yeah. It started in the it started in the early seventies, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I I can't remember how many years they they built up from a very small class of twenty or thirty students to my year was the first year that they kind of maxed out at one hundred students. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, it's unusual. There are only a couple of six-year programs, and it was a combined. B-A-M-D program. So we were, we were going back and forth between medical classes and undergraduate type, you know, arts and sciences classes and went to school year round. And while all my high school buddies were getting summer vacations, I was still studying. So that was kind of a non-traditional route. Mm-hmm. The traditional route is four years of undergraduate in whatever, you know, some kind of a bachelor's degree in something, and then four years of medical school followed by some amount of residency, which is usually a minimum of three years and goes as long as people want to continue to subspecialize in things, they can continue to take residencies and fellowships in all kinds of uh, specialty areas. Mm. And uh, what we're seeing these days is that primary care is not a highly desirable specialty. And so that's the real area of opportunity for what I do in direct primary care is to fill a gap that is only increasing at this point. What does that gap look like over time as we look forward into the future of the the shortage of medical professionals that we continue to hear about? Yeah, there's already a shortage of primary care physicians, and the estimates that I've read suggest that by 2025 that the shortage of primary care physicians, which is family practice, internal medicine, pediatrics, that those 
will be in the area around 55,000 physicians, a shortage That's of ridiculous. primary care. That's and ridiculous. so what that obviously means is it's going to be difficult to have a primary physician that you have access to when you need them. And it's much more likely that your primary care will be taken care of by mid-level providers, physicians, assistants, and, and nurse practitioners. Well, as part of my, um, my business and, and investing, I've always studied the boomers and I followed them forever. Now I'm beginning to study the millennials because their spending habits are starting to drive certain things in the economy right. and, and healthcare is on both ends. The millennials are having kiddos. Right. They're a larger generation than the boomers. The number of kids they're going to have is either going to replace themselves or maybe they're, the next generation will be a little bit larger. Right. Uh, so there's a demand on the medical, uh, the medical system right there with all the kids and all of the, the preventative care and, the, and, and the, the proactive care that all the moms want to have with their kids. And then you have the other end of the boomers that are their average age, about 62, 63. Right. I know from a lot of the clients I have that are in their late 60s, early 70s, they tend to start having a lot of knee replacements and hip replacements and back issues and cataracts and shoulder surgeries and all sorts of things that are in their life. And now they have Medicare and they can go use right. that. And the boomers, as they, as they progress forward, we still have 60% of boomers that aren't on Medicare yet that are yeah. coming. And so that's really going to put a stress on the Medicare side. We've all seen all the buildings in town of all the quick clinics that are popping up. Right. That, you know, St. Luke's is putting them in town and HCA's got them in town and CVS and everybody else. And you, we still have a shortage with this demand as it comes through. And it, it's amazing the evolution we're going to see in healthcare, I think, over the next, you know, decade or two. And it's going to take all these people hitting the system right. for massive change to happen. Well, as all that demand increases, you have the baby boomer doctors are retiring or mm -hmm. calling it quits because it's more trouble than it's worth these days. And Mine the just demands. retired recently. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and of course the millennial, the med students aren't being attracted to primary care for those same reasons. So is that because they just want to specialize in a certain thing like radiology or you name it? Why do they make that decision? Because they, they, yeah. they think it's more lucrative. They yeah, just... Currently, primary, primary care physicians make significantly less money than all of the specialists do. Mm -hmm. And so, and they, they work harder and they work faster, I guess I would say, you know, as far as the number of hours, it may not be a whole lot different, but as far as this, they aren't seeing 25 or 30 patients a day in specialty care, they're, they're, they're not having to pump through them quite the same way. Mm. Makes sense. Maybe millennials don't work as hard, huh? It's the <laughs> no, I guarantee you they do. Yeah. Yeah. Every generation thinks the one behind them doesn't You're work right. as hard as they You're do. Right. And You're then right. when you see what, what, what comes out of it and the amazing changes in evolution that we're having now, I mean, the, the robotics, I think, will, have, will continue to have a big impact in the healthcare field. Um, AI is going to have a huge impact. We're just beginning to see that, plus all the stem cell research, plus all the, I mean, add up all the things that are out there in the marketplace when they're able to grow organs in a lab, for God's sakes. And, you know, if you need a new kidney, why, here, we'll get you a new filter. Uh, you know, it's like a quick oil change. You know, you pop in, get your new filter and go. <laughs> um, and it really is going to be that ridiculous as yeah. we go forward that the abilities are there now. It's in small quantities, very controlled instances, but it means that they're looking at it for, you know, mass use in the society that you can get that kind of help when you need it. And so those changes are, are coming mm -hmm. at a pretty good clip. Yeah, doctor, you, Brian mentioned off air that you started kind of as a men's focused organization. That was pretty unique at the time, very entrepreneurial. Tell us about that, because I think that was kind of unique that you were really focused on male patients. 
Yeah, in 1988, I started with a practice that was focused on with a urologist and a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. helping men that had sexual dysfunction. Okay. Uh, used to be called impotence. Now you hear all about these ED clinics around <laughs> and things like that. Well, they, we were uh, we were around doing that a long, long time ago before Viagra existed and uh, there were other uh, very effective treatments for these kinds of problems. And what I learned getting going into men's health is guys don't like to go to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they you know, they cut their finger off in the lawnmower or they have a sexual problem, then they're going to come to the doctor. And, you know, I, I, back in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties, I'd ask, well, when's the last time you had a good checkup or it went, you know, had a physical exam and they'd say world war two, you yeah, know, right. or <laughs> Vietnam, I guess after a little bit, but for me, the recognition was there's a real opportunity here. If we can bring them in the door for whatever reason, to talk some sense into them and do preventive screening and to talk about lifestyle and and give them access to a primary care physician that they trust, that we can actually not just help their love life, but we can actually save their lives and make them live longer. And so that was, for me, pro-partners when we initially started in 2001, when we met Brian, was focused on primary care for men. Mm Mm-hmm preventive health and executive health. And so we did a lot of these executive Mayo Clinic type physicals and and did primary care for men. And then, you know, over over those years it was obvious that the insurance based model was not going to be effective, you know, viable for me and for my patients. It was very frustrating that uh, if I when I was seeing twenty five patients a day that they couldn't get in. Very interesting stuff here today. Uh, Dr. Troy Burns with uh, ProPartnersHealthcare.com. Brian Sarf, a guest host and honor contributor to the Grill Nation show from RetireWithTrue.com. You're listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. You rely on your family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. 913-653-8783 or online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. Don't give up. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM and via podcasts on iTunes or on the website, grillnationshow.com. I'm Jason Grill. I'm your host. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Today we're joined by Brian Sarf, who's with True Wealth and Company, great company here in Kansas City. He joins me each and every month as a guest host and on-air contributor. The website for him is retirewithtrue.com. Check it out. He brings in a great guest each and every month, as I mentioned. And this month, we again have Dr. Troy Burns, who's a physician, president, and medical director of Pro Partners Healthcare. Their website is very simple, propartnershealthcare.com. Fascinating conversation of of his background and what's going on in direct primary care these days. And Brian, I'm going to let you lead off. I know we want to start talking about how the doctor uh, and his business kind of interact with businesses around Kansas City and how they can help. You know, it, it's always a huge expense for a business owner is figuring out health care for their employees because people get sick, people get diagnosed with, with different conditions. You have, you have babies, you have wrecks, you have all these other things, plus the preventative care that go along with it. And so as a business, when you decide to self-insure, 
because you're tired of really the expensive plans that you have available through the healthcare system. I've been interested to hear what, what you've been doing for those business owners that are self-insuring that are a couple of years in, they're looking at all the, they're looking at all their bills and saying, you know, there might be a, there has to be a better way than this because this is not as effective as I thought it was going to be. We tell people every business is in, in the healthcare business, right? If you look at your expense, you know, line items, it's behind payroll. It's usually the second, you know, second or third most expensive line item in the, in the budget is everything that is healthcare related, you know, health benefits and not just for self-insured companies, but the self-insured companies have already made the jump to realizing that insurance is really expensive and that having paying the the third party that, uh, that markup on things is, is sometimes not to the, in their best interest. And so the companies that have already made the jump to self-insurance they get to see all their claims data so they know where their money's going, you know, what they're paying for. And so we come in after, you know, a company has, has been self-insured for a couple of years and they're maybe not seeing the savings they were expecting to see. And what we let them know is that we can alter that trajectory by installing a unlimited access to direct primary care on the front end because what happens is we decrease the unnecessary, expensive overutilization of services, and you've for been the example, recipient yeah. of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but for what are, what are the the services that are overused, or you know that that you find that are, that are really pushing those costs? Yeah. Um, out of the out of the comfort zone of the business owner. Well, you know, f- one example would be if someone can't get access to their primary care physician when they need to, then they they are much more likely to end up in the emergency room or in urgent care clinics or at specialists because they have to do something and they have they f- they're frustrated not getting in to see the primary physician. So, for example, what happens if somebody cuts their finger? Well, they go to the emergency room and they write a check for fifteen hundred dollars for sewing up a simple laceration, patients of ours, I sew you up and say, see you later. And you just saved, you know, a year or two's worth of membership fees in one day. And so all the rest then is gravy. Yeah. And I've been the beneficiary of that, of, of just being able to use the services in your office that I'm not having to pay out of pocket. I don't have a copay. I don't have any more money. I just mm-hmm. have to schedule time to come in and have it all taken care of. Yes. People overpay for visits with specialists because they can't get in to see primary care. They overpay for lab work because the rack rate, even after it's been adjusted by the third party administrators and the insurance plans is still three times as much as what we charge for lab work that we have negotiated prices, x-rays, MRIs, CAT scans. Those are things that negotiated cash prices are dramatically less than what an employer or, Mm -hmm. and, or an employee have to have to pay for. Well, I remember the first time I had to get my lab work done, I have to, had to pay for my blood work. And, and, uh, I remember Becky telling me, you got to pay for that. And I was wondering what's that going to cost me? And I got the bill and I was expecting it to be, you know, 50, 60 bucks. And it was $16 and 22 cents <laughs> or somewhere like that. And I just thought that's ridiculous of what has, I've always seen it charged at and what it actually costs because yes. I pay what you pay. Yeah. In the short term, the way that direct primary care decreases costs is by keeping people out of the emergency room and away from specialists and from overspending on things. And since our physicians, you know, our practice gets paid a flat monthly fee for unlimited access to everything we do, essentially, we are aligned with the patient that there's absolutely no reason to overutilize unnecessary services. 
right? Mm. We don't get paid more. We, we make nothing mm. on lab work. We make nothing on x-rays that we send out. And so no reason to order anything that isn't necessary. Down the road, the way that people save money and employers save money is that we can influence preventive care. They're more being easily able to get in to see your primary physician means you're more likely to do preventive screenings when you should. So you're less likely to be diagnosed down the road with a metastatic cancer or have significant heart disease because you didn't get the screening done in a timely manner. And then the research has also shown that people who have a relationship with a primary physician are more likely to make those healthy lifestyle changes that actually decrease disease. I remember a couple of years ago, my dad had to have open heart surgery. And when the doctor came in to talk to us, he said, when I had to do the third bypass, it took me a while to find somewhere to sew it on because there's so much calcification in my dad's heart from all the years when he smoked being, you know, being at Vietnam and that. So I was worried that, do I have that same condition? And so you sent me over to St. Luke's. I did the $50 heart scan, mm-hmm. went through it all and found, found nothing really at this point in time I have to be worried about, which is awesome. But I love what you said was, this is just the first scan. We'll see in three or four years. The second one, if there's any progression, mm-hmm. then now we, have, you know, now we have a stake in the sand and we can kind of see where that progresses and, and how you provide you know, that type of, of services, to, of, of removing those worries without having to spend thousands of dollars to go in and, and do a full scan and a full checkup. Mm-hmm. So you guys are uh, you're growing, right? And you're, you yeah. guys have some news and some uh, exciting things happening with your business and this model. Tell us about that. I know you're looking at new locations. Yeah, we're within a few weeks of having a second location. We're, our, our original location is uh, in Leewood, mm-hmm. College and Row, and and uh, we are about to open a, a second location up by the airport at I twenty nine and Tiffany Springs Parkway. Great, and we'll be open. Uh, we'll be within at least by the first of April at the latest. Uh, Did you have some uh, business clients that that drove you that way? To, yeah, to yeah, we have a couple of clients that are up north. That uh, that was a that was a a reason that we chose that location. And but our five year plan is to have five or six small offices all around town. And as you might imagine, I'll go in and talk to companies, and they'll say, "Wow, this sounds like a great concept. You know, you'll be able to save us money, offer this premier access kind of concierge type service for our employees. They're they're all going to love it." So uh, we've got 400 employees all over town. Where are your locations? And so uh, <laughs> I'm you know, having, <laughs> having, you know, telling people that live in Platte City or in, you know, Lawrence or Independence <laughs> that they need to drive to College and Row, although some of our patients are farther away than that. Yes. Some are in Florida and they still use our service because we do so much over the phone or by email or text. Certainly it would be uh, advantageous for our growth and convenience for our corporate clients to be able to have locations that they can get to quickly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I think you guys have been a leader in this industry. I mean, I'm learning so much on the show, even to the point where people have this direct primary care, but then maybe they have a, a insurance for catastrophic injuries in case, you know, I do get hit by a car. Yes. We, we won't do your, uh, <laughs> your bypass surgery in our little doctor's office. Uh, you know, the, the catastrophic stuff is, is still important, but 90% of all need medical needs that someone will, will have in a given year can be handled by primary care physicians, mm-hmm. which means you can go with a catastrophic type plan or something that has a higher deductible, lower premiums, and you'll, you'll as an individual or a family, you can save as much as you pay us. We basically are the cost of a cell phone bill. You know, it's very cheap to have unlimited access to your own private physician. Employers can change the structure of their insurance, and basically this direct primary care front end pays for itself right away. 
What I love about it for a business is that if you can have a high deductible plan for the catastrophic that you mentioned, Jason, and then you can have Dr. Burns serve as your direct primary care physician for you know the, the amount per month you pay based on your age mm-hmm. to have that unlimited care, then you're able to contribute to an HSA, the health savings account, and that's a phenomenal account to have money in because at age 65, you're able to use that for retirement if you don't spend it on health care. You have the budget, you put the money aside, it's sitting there. The premiums you would have paid, if you will, to your health insurance, but you're not, you're putting it into your account that you hold on to. You get to run that through HSA Bank. Uh, We link that up with TD Ameritrade to HSA Bank, and we invest those dollars for our clients in the market. So they're growing and they're, they're, they're growing for them versus just sitting in a cash bank account making, you know, nothing uh, in one or 2%. Uh, we'll do that long-term investment plan for them, put that money in. If they ever need it for anything catastrophic, they can pull it out and use it. If they don't need it, then we'll just leave it where it is. And then at 65, they can use that money for retirement if they haven't spent it. And it really gives them a lot of option and more control of your healthcare costs instead of just sending everything to the insurance company or to all the expensive medical bills you may have. It stays in your pocket. Very innovative. And it, it, we're learning a lot here on the show today. Uh, Dr. Troy Burns, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Obviously, uh, Brian Sarf with True Wealth and Company. We're talking about direct primary care today on the Grill Nation show, propartnershealthcare.com. For more information, we have one segment left, guys. We'll be right back after the break with more of Dr. Troy Burns here on Grill Nation. According to the March of Dimes, 40,000 babies are born each year in the United States with heart defects. At Athletic Testing Solutions, we take that, well, to heart. ATS offers the ATS Heart Check, a series of non-invasive tests to identify possible hidden heart defects in your kid's heart. Frequently, the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest are masked or misdiagnosed. The ATS Heart Check can help detect congenital heart problems or abnormalities that don't show up during regular checkups or a sports physical. Have you ever wondered about your child's heart health? The ATS Heart Check is a terrific option, and it gives you peace of mind that your child is heart safe. Sudden cardiac arrest claims on average 130 young lives each week. Don't let your kids be a statistic. The ATS heart check only takes 20 to 30 minutes and utilizes an EKG and echocardiogram ultrasound of the heart. Visit ATSHeartCheck.com to schedule your child today or call toll-free at 888-537-2597. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill, your host here at 980 AM, or if you're listening on podcasts via iTunes or on our website, grillnationshow.com, where you can find a list of all of our partners and supporters. I'm joined today by a guest host and on-air contributor to the show. He joins me each and every month, Brian Sarf, who is the president of True Wealth and Company. The website is retirewithtrue.com. Uh, our guest today has been Dr. Troy Burns from Pro Partners Healthcare. Their website is propartnershealthcare.com. Brian, we're going to talk about some more fascinating stuff on this segment. I've learned a lot on this show. I appreciate you bringing Dr. Troy Burns on. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand it over to you, and we're going to talk more about uh, the great things that uh, Dr. Troy Burns does in his practice. It's been fun uh, visiting with you today, Dr. Burns. A different uh, setup for us, you know, than normally coming into your office. Much more pleasant, right? Isn't it more fun? Yeah. <laughs> a lot more fun to come and visit here and, and, and talk. I've, I've just been fascinated with the growth of your business, the growth of your practice, the entrepreneurial focus that you have in providing care, not only to men, but now it's to men, women, and children, to families in town. 
I don't know what's next as you as you look forward and you expand across Kansas City. What's next for you? What's the next piece on the innovation horizon that you see coming? For our practice, uh, we feel like the model that we have provides great value to individuals, to any person or family that is looking for better access to care, better primary care with a relationship with a doctor that has time for them and knows them. Since the vast majority of people in this country get their insurance through their employer, we feel like there's a real opportunity to reach employers with this model and show them how providing a front end of a direct primary care, better access to primary care is better for their employees and actually can save them money. And so in order to do that, we are planning to expand locations and to focus on presenting our case to employers. What are the, uh, the, the major reasons that individuals or businesses choose to, to work with you? Well, you know, we've talked about off the air about the triple aim of healthcare. You know, in general, healthcare reform really focuses on and should focus on three things. You know, number one is, imp- is actually improved patient experience or customer service, which we know is pretty lousy in healthcare a lot of times in terms of being able to access what you need when you need it. And so that increase in access or patient satisfaction with care is huge. And the direct primary care model provides that in spades. And number two is actually improving the health of populations, whether that's the workforce at a particular company or a population of diabetics or a population within a community. And so the improved access actually does that as well. And then the third of the triple aim is actually decreasing cost. And we've already kind of talked a little bit about how we do that. And we do it by decreasing that unnecessary overutilization of services by encouraging people in healthy lifestyle and encouraging them to get timely screening. That hit, you hit the nail on the head there. Preventative care, right? Absolutely. That's what we won't do because, man, I got to go to the doctor. I got to pay out of my pocket. You know, I got to mm-hmm. pay my premium. I got to pay my copay. Right. You know, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'll just fight through it. All this those is- hindrances lead to procrastination. You know, one of the things I've said on the radio over the last 20 years in this town, I think is, you know, what's the number one killer in the United States? Well, it's, it's, it's not heart disease. It's procrastination, not getting preventive screenings. It's not making lifestyle changes and and doing the kind of responsible thing from a health standpoint. That's been so overlooked in our society, no matter how you look at it, preventative care, it needs more spending. It needs to be, but people need to think about it more as the generations go on. The businesses you work with, what do you find they save when they engage uh, with you and, and bring you on board or for providing your direct primary care? You know, my our experience here, as well as the experience of other similar practices over, you know, over time that have implemented direct primary care with employers, they'll see a decrease in overall health care costs for the company of 20 to 30 percent. That's pretty it's significant. Huge. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, what size companies are you working with? Entrepreneurs, startups, midsize, large corporations, just so people know. We, we have a, a spattering of, of companies that we work with from with just a handful of employees to larger companies. And the ones that we're really focusing on right now where we really can demonstrate the greatest value in the easiest way are companies who are small but self-insured. So mm-hmm. companies that are in the 50 to 400 employee range and they're already looking at all of their bills of, of their claims data that gets 
sent through the insurance and we can show them how we can wipe away some of those expenses. And I think it's so important that, as you mentioned earlier, for, I mean, especially for guys, right? I mean, my wife is proactive in everything for her and for the, for our kids has been forever. And I always drug my foot along until I found your office and I had been more proactive over the years. I haven't listened to all your advice. Um, <laughs> I'm Just like my it. kids. I've I learned you, I can't convince anyone. Yeah. All I can do is <laughs> tell them the information and, you know, it's up to them. I'm working on it. You know, it's always, it's always working on that. But it just in our society, going to the doctor and getting, getting that help, it's been a paradigm that's hard for guys to kind of get through to go make that first call. I have friends of mine that they haven't been to the doctor and they're in their 50s now. They haven't been to the doctor since they were in their 20s as they got out of college and they haven't been in for anything. And they just deal with over-the-counter stuff. They refuse to go see a doctor. They don't get a physical. They won't get their blood screening done. They won't get anything done. And I don't understand that, how you get in that, in that space. But I know there are a lot of guys that are that way. How do you get them to, to come in and sit down and actually take that first step? Yeah. Well, I mean, the relationship with the primary care physician really does help. And that's the reason why telemedicine services and urgent care clinics and things like that, they're just ineffective because you, you have a na- faceless, nameless person on the other end of the telephone on, on, you know, some of these teledoc things and, and they don't know your, the context. Somebody's paying for those services with someone that doesn't have the relationship, but it's the relationship that creates the accountability to some degree and someone who really is thinking about your preventive health when you aren't. Yeah. It, well, it's also being accountable. I think ha- holding your patients and that holding them mm-hmm. accountable and them holding themselves accountable to, you know, the goals they have and what they want to accomplish with themselves. I know I find right. that in, in money is, uh, is, mm-hmm. is hard sometimes mm-hmm. for accountability. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that it, it goes across in health as well. It sure does. we got about a minute left in the show. Dr. Troy Burns, ProPartnersHealthcare.com. There's all kinds of information on your website, um, uh, you know, with, you know, testimonials, how it works, FAQs. Really great information that you can find out more about this this exciting new way that people are actually help doing dealing with their health care. Brian, obviously with True Wealth and Company, appreciate you being a contributor Absolutely. to the show and, and, and enlightening us with uh, Dr. Troy Burns today. I uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, hopefully the listeners have as well. And I think uh, I think hopefully the healthcare industry will get more innovative as we move forward. And congratulations to you on expansion and. I grew up in the Northland, so I know that there's a lot of growth up there, and there's a lot of people that would love to have, love to have your services and not have to drive to Leewood. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Brian, thanks for coming in today, and thanks for all you do for the show. You're welcome. Uh, retirewithtrue.com. If you, uh, That's us. You need to uh, – what what's your slogan again, Brian? We help successful people make work optional. That's the, that's, the, that's the ticket. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. You've been listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Mission Work Optional from True Wealth and Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf. We'll be back every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn. And don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, so you too can make work optional. You've been listening to Mission Work Optional with True Wealth and Company. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com or call us at 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. All matters discussed during this program are for informational purposes only. 
This podcast in no way shall be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents in any other state than Kansas or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Advisory and insurance services offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas.